Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast, where I'll be coming to you every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God, which is my absolute favorite thing to do. Every week, I'll bring you encouragement to see God working all things together for good, from scriptures to devotional excerpts to song lyrics to personal examples from my journey through redemption and restoration. Joining this community on a regular basis, where it's okay to be real and throw off our masks of perfection, will not only encourage you, but will motivate and stir your hearts and just possibly leave you forever changed. In times like this, we all need to be encouraged as we face the challenges, difficulties, and losses of this life. So I look forward to growing right along with you in authenticity and transparency as we endeavor to find the faithfulness of God in our everyday lives. So take a moment to write a review on Apple so even more people are able to find the encouragement you're about to hear. Each episode is broadcast on my YouTube channel before it's converted and brought to you in this audio format. If you'd like to get in on the fun and giveaways at my YouTube home, join me over there at Athena Dean Holtz for even more encouragement. So hey, let's get started. Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast where we connect every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God. So today's episode of Redeemed and Restored is entitled Transform, Not Conform. I've told you before that I am a word girl and I love digging into the depth of the meanings of the words that are used in scripture and it helps me wrap my head around what kind of action steps I should be taking in order to walk in the ways of the scripture that I've just read. Today we're going to look at the scripture from Romans 12 verses 1 and 2 where it talks about being transformed by the renewing of our minds rather than conformed to the ways of the world. Such a powerful contrast between being conformed and being transformed. I don't want to be conformed. Conforming is acting. It's being phony to the truth. I want to be transformed. I want a metamorphosis in my life where God changes my nature. That's what I want. And I want to surround myself with those who are not just being phony Christians and being conformed to the world, but saying all the right words. But I want to be surrounded by those who are being transformed from glory to glory. I'm also going to warn you about a practice that seems to be infiltrating the church on a much greater level than I previously realized. So I'm going to give you some insight on that as just one more practice to guard yourself against. So I filmed the introduction to this week's podcast on the floor of the Christian Product Expo right in front of the Redemption Press booth where we spent a few days promoting our authors and selling their books to retailers. So take a moment to write a review on Apple so even more folks can find this podcast and are encouraged. 
or you may know someone who needs to hear this message, so please share the link with them. You may even want to visit my YouTube channel to see the video version of this podcast and connect with the conversations happening over there. So type into your browser redeemedandrestored.tv and you'll find the video broadcast there. So hey, let's get started. Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here for this week's edition of Redeemed and Restored. I am coming to you again this week with thoughts on the truth, the Christian life, and God's incredible faithfulness. In case you can't tell, I'm in a convention center in St. Louis, Missouri, so you might see a little stuff going on behind me. The episode today is called Transform Not Conform. And the scripture says, I appeal to you therefore brothers and sisters by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable act of worship. Do not be conformed to this world Instead, be transformed by renewing of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Okay, so that's Romans 12, 1 and 2. The word conformed on dictionary.com is defined as the following. Number one, to act in accordance or harmony to comply. Number two definition is to act in accord with the prevailing standards, attitudes, practices, etc., of a society or a group. Number three is to be or become similar in form, nature, or character. So my favorite app to use is called the Blue Letter Bible, and it says to conform oneself, one's mind and character to another's pattern, fashion oneself according to. So the synonyms for the word conformed are as follows, accommodate, comply, sit, integrate, and yield. The antonyms, the opposite for the word conformed are disagree, oppose, refuse, reject. So the word transformed in dictionary.com is defined as number one, to change in form, appearance or structure, metamorphosis, to change the form or nature of, The number two definition is to change in condition, nature, or character. Convert, to turn to another or particular use or purpose. To divert from the original or intended use. Definition number three, to change into another substance, transmute, to change from one nature, substance, form, or condition into another. 
then the Blue Letter Bible defines transformed as we are transformed into the same image of consummate excellence that shines Christ. Love that. Reproduce the same image of Christ used of the change of moral character for the better. So synonyms for transform are alter, convert, reconstruct, revolutionize, and the antonyms are keep, remain, stagnate. So what I saw here that absolutely jumped out at me, and I've read this scripture a gazillion times, and I have never seen this, is the difference between conform and transform. With conform, the word act is the main verb, which is to pretend, to show, to fake, or to pose, to be a phony, a sham, or a false front. But to transform is to change. That's the significant verb, to reform, to turn, to convert, to regenerate, to make over, to transfigure. So in verse two of Romans 12, one, it says to be transformed so that by testing you may discern. So as I dug into that, the Blue Letter Bible said that the root of that means to test, examine, prove, and scrutinize to see whether a thing be genuine or not. So here's my struggle. I want people to like me, so I don't question them. I don't scrutinize. I don't test everything. Being a Berean, that's like what we're supposed to be. So number one, to examine in detail with careful or critical attention. That's the word scrutinize. So that word to scrutinize means to analyze, to check out, to consider, to dissect, to explore, inspect, investigate, pour over, probe, assist, watch, weigh, contemplate, dig, search, study, put under a microscope. The word genuine is defined as possessing the claimed or attributed character, quality, or origin, not a counterfeit. Authentic, real, free from pretense, affectation, or hypocrisy, sincere. So here's what I thought of as I was digging through this part of the scripture and the words that made up that scripture in particular. Now in 2 Timothy 4.3, the Amplified says that there will come a time when people will not tolerate sound doctrine. An accurate instruction 
that challenges them with God's truth, but instead wanting to have their ears tickled with something pleasing, they will accumulate for themselves many teachers, one after another, chosen to satisfy their own desires and to support the errors they hold and will turn their ears away from the truth and will wander off into myths and man-made doctrines and will accept the unacceptable. If we have been entrusted with protecting the truth of the gospel, we cannot drink from just any fountain. I hope you hear me on that. We must seek the genuine, those who have seen and been transformed by Jesus, not actors, not ear ticklers, not those who claim Christ and then teach error. Many of you know that I believe in calling out new age practices that have infiltrated into the church. And because I came out of the new age and perhaps maybe I'm a little more sensitive to those kinds of practices than most people who maybe grew up in the church or doesn't have my background. But let me tell you, if we are not careful and end up aligning with these practices and what they really stand for, then we are opening up the door to the enemy and inviting him right into our lives, giving him the authority to cause chaos and destruction and all manner of sinfulness in our lives. Some of the most common practices being used within the evangelical churches and somehow justified with scripture out of context, of course, are the following. The Enneagram, Holy Yoga, Sozo Prayer and Grave Soaking, Jesus Calling, an essential oil called Abundance, and Declaring and Decreeing. Just this week, I attended an event where declaring and decreeing was promoted as scriptural. And let me just say, it is anything but. Here's what an expert on New Age practices infiltrating the church had to say about this. This section of the article was called Prayer versus the Magic of Declarations and Decrees. The practice of declaring things over one's life is ultimately an attempt to compel, manipulate, or even force God to act as though through some type of Christian magical mental magic in his book, Counterfeit Christianity, Roger Olson explains that magic is any technique for manipulating reality through paranormal means. Magic assumes, for example, that if people utter an incantation correctly, then their wishes will come to pass through 
some supernatural means. Wow. Similarly, those who decree or declare things often think that their words have a supernatural power that forces God to act according to the laws of prosperity, which happens to be a title of a book by Kenneth Copeland, who is a notorious prosperity gospel teacher. And that is, may I just say, heresy. Prayer, by contrast, and when properly understood, involves people bringing their requests to God and leaving them with God to sovereignly decide how best to respond. I imagine that in some cases, Christians who actually make declarations intend them to be nothing more than a request to God, a prayer to God. But in such a case, I declare that I will be healed could simply mean, God, please make me well. But if that is all one means, then why not say it that way? There are, nevertheless, some Christians who do not think of their declarations as only a prayer. Moreover, they actually think their declarations and decrees have more power than their prayers. One prominent prosperity preacher even explicitly asserts when you face a mountain, it's not enough to just pray. You have to speak to your mountains. Wow. The result apparently is that all the forces of heaven come to attention. But only when you declare. So the question is, what then should we do? The answer to the question, is there any theological foundation to this practice? Is no. And so no, we should not declare and decree things over our lives in the manner that I have described so far. This article online is by a man named Andrew K. Gabriel, and you can go to his website by the same name, andrewkgabriel.com, and it also confirms that the act of decreeing and declaring is a metaphysical new thought practice not biblical at all but something that will take you down a road of deception which will bring all sorts of chaos into your life the scripture to keep in mind when being influenced to pray this kind of prayer of declaring and decreeing comes from Exodus 20, verse seven. It's one of the big 10. And here's how the Amplified says it. You must not misuse the name of the Lord, your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. You shall not 
take the name of the Lord, your God, in vain. That is, so here's where the Amplified expounds a little bit, irreverently in false affirmations or in ways that impugn the character of God. For the Lord will not hold guiltless nor leave unpunished the one who takes his name in vain, disregarding its reverence and its power. So I want to encourage you to ask God to give you greater discernment as to what is of him and what is not, and then give you the courage to stand up against those practices that do not line up with scripture. So, hey, thanks for joining me today. I'd sure appreciate it if you would like, follow, share, and maybe even comment on this episode. My name is Athena Dean Holtz, and this is Redeemed and Restored. So thanks for joining us today on the Redeemed and Restored podcast, brought to you by Athena Dean Holtz and the Romans 828 Bookstore, a division of Redemption Press. I'd love to have you review and share this podcast with friends, family, and others who could use the encouragement. And be sure to check out my YouTube channel at Athena Dean Holtz for more tips and tools to help you find the faithfulness of God. So thanks for joining us today. See you next week for another episode of Redeemed and Restored.